Listeners, I know that you sometimes feel like your home is bursting with the boundless energy of your boys. Mine has been for a very long time. We want to tell you about Home Threads, where style meets the wild adventures of raising boys. At HomeThreads.com, you can find a collection of uh, furniture and home accessories designed to meet the needs of your growing boy family. They have everything from durable bunk beds to upscale gaming tables. You can turn your home into an attractive, durable playground, believe it or not. Uh, Janet and I both love their baking dishes. Solid, beautiful, functional. Anything you need for your home, you can likely find on homethreads.com, and we have a discount code for you. Go to homethreads.com slash onboys. You can get a code for 15% off your first order, because every leap, laugh, and loud moment deserves a space that embraces the chaos with style. Home Threads, love where you live. Hello and welcome to On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. The podcast that explores and explains boy behavior. We're your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison. Join us as we discuss some of the most compelling issues facing boys today. Our goal is to equip you with the information and support you need to help today's boys grow into healthy, happy men. I had a dad ask me recently, how feasible is it that my child wants to grow up and be a YouTube star? Not a fireman, not a technical engineer, but a YouTube star. Today, I am so excited to talk with my my buddy, Jen, but she's got a special guest she's going to introduce to us. This is one of my brothers. This is Greg Wandra. Greg is a veteran video game designer whose history includes the MLB 2K series, a very popular sports um, baseball game, Wizard 101, Lost Planet 3, and Monkey Quest. And currently, he teaches video game design to high school students at Kern County Regional Occupational Center in California. So Greg is a good person to talk to for this because he grew up with video games, he's currently a parent, and he is teaching a lot of kids, many of whom I think have this same game, that they're going to make a career of video games, either making them or streaming them on YouTube. Yeah, I teach juniors and seniors in high school, and this is a common thing with this burgeoning field of streaming games. Many think that they will do this professionally. My thoughts on on it are, and I communicate this to a lot of them, that it's going to be like being an actor, actress, being a professional athlete, in that it can be a viable career path, but it will probably be limited to those who really dedicate themselves to it, become very good at it, and end up being the best of the best. So just like being a great basketball player, football player, you can do it, but you're really going to have to dedicate yourself to to being great at it. Right now, it's kind of the Wild West in that Mm -hmm. um, everyone has got a streaming uh, video service of some kind, but it's, it's... in the end, the, the, the cream will rise uh, to the top. Sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, we're really curious to hear how you got into video game design and also what it takes to design a video game. Yeah, like how feasible is it if you're not making a living, you know, playing these games, which even a lot of kids, I think, realize is sort of a fantasy, to make a living on the other side of it? Yeah, and I, honestly, I think it's the better side of it, probably the more sustainable side of it. It is a viable career path because there are so many games now that exist not only on your consoles and your TVs at home and your computers and laptops, but also on mobile devices as well. So your, your iPhones, your iPads, that sort of thing. So it's very viable. There are so many different areas of game development that people can invest themselves into because it involves creative individuals, A lot of digital artists work in game development, as well as uh, those that are very uh, logic-based, mathematically minded as Mm. well. They are the the programmers of sorts. And then you even have your more uh, organizational type of people, the producers and the people that run the business side of things. So there's so many different facets uh, of how to get involved in game development. You've got your creative people your logical people, your business people, your sound people, your musical people. Oh, yeah. Because you need uh, people who are involved in creating music and audio for the games as well. So there's so many different disciplines that go into making a game. Extremely viable career path. Interesting. Yeah, how did you get started? I got started simply from a Mm -hmm. grand curiosity of, wow, these virtual worlds are fascinating how can I get involved in creating them? Growing up, there were no educational programs available on the high school or college level teaching these courses outside of you could take some computer science courses. Uh, I didn't really know what to do with those or right. what they were all about. So I went to college and got a you know normal degree, sports management. That's a normal degree, right? Oh, no. well, that applies to video games, right? Sports Not management, video games. What, what you well, you made a sport. You made a sport video game. Exactly. There you go. More than anything, I just had a grand curiosity about it, and I literally started to apply to video game companies around the country and basically said, I will sweep your floors if you let me work inside of your building. And I had one company uh, take a chance on me because I grew up and knew a lot about video games and demonstrated I knew a lot about video games. They happened to be working on a sports video games and needed someone that understood the mechanics of sports very well. And they gave me a shot. They literally said, we will hire you for $35,000 a year, but if this doesn't work out, you're gonna have to go back home. So uh, they took a chance on me and I proved myself over time, which is probably not the path that most young people would take today because there are so many legitimate academic programs surrounding this that uh, most employers in this field are looking for. So do you go to college for video game design? What would would a college degree be? Great question. So colleges have picked up on the fact that a lot of young people want to do this for a career. And they realize that there's money to be made by offering these classes. And so there are many, many colleges, both public schools and for-profit schools that offer these types of classes. And I'll name a few. The University of Southern California is known to have a great game development program. And four years of that will cost you about a quarter of a million dollars. Oh, Um, what? Yeah. Ouch. My classes took tours there last year, and they have brand new facilities uh, funded by George Lucas. Oh. Um, yeah, so 
Um, very reputable program. I believe uh, U- University of Utah has a program as well. But if you look up top game design schools on any Google uh, search, you're going to find a list of 50 to 100 different universities around the country that offer these programs. You have to be very diligent and mindful. Um, some of these are for-profit institutions. Not saying you can't get a good education there. But their motivations may be uh, a little bit different than uh, what a student's motivation may be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. That's a good caution there, Greg. Good caution for us. I want to key in on the part where you said that it was a grand curiosity yeah. that led you to this. So because I grew up with him, I know that he was passionate about two things growing up, sports and video games. Yeah. That is what he spent his time on, sports and video games, and hours and hours and hours of both. And it's the kind of thing that as a parent, it can drive you crazy sometimes. I know for a fact he would spend hours in the basement playing video games, sometimes on sunny summer days, uh, when a lot of parents would say, get outside. But I know from talking to him, he realized later, in all of that playing, he was also learning, how are these games constructed? What makes them compelling? What goes into this? How do you come up with this storyline? And so I think it's worth acknowledging that it was ultimately his grand curiosity that led him to pursue this. And I think that plays a big part in why you've been successful because you pursued something that you were genuinely curious and passionate about. Yeah. And as an educator now myself, I've definitely come to the realization that uh, as much as you try to force someone to learn something, you can't really teach them something unless they have that grand curiosity and wanting to learn about that thing, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. For me, I started to learn after a while that I understood much of game development and game design simply through having played the games. I understood intuitively how they were architectured and constructed. And I bet you a lot of parents are completely unaware of how much their child may understand already mm-hmm. how a game is constructed simply from having played these games for hours and hours and hours. They're, they're way further down the road than I was at whatever age that they're currently Interesting. at. Yeah. Interesting. So I'm curious about that. So help, help our listeners out with what questions can they ask their boys, because it's usually boys, about the game that is more than just procedural? What are some deeper questions they could be asking their kids? Because it relates back to what you said about the um, understanding kind of what was going on underneath the surface. Well, one of the things that they can be uh, inquiring about and trying to understand what, what, what kids are gaining from this, what kind of understanding is just the uh, human psychological elements that are involved in these games. In just about any game you play, there's some reward system. And they intuitively know that if I do this thing in a game, I'm going to get some kind of reward for this. This exists in just about any game uh, out there. So they intuitively understand that I need to do this in order to get that. And these are some system, we call them systems, um, in, in game development lingo. In the business. In the business, right? Um, how do you build these systems that cater to someone's human psychology? What motivates an individual to do this thing? 
um, what incentives are going to get them to do those things. This is a question parents have asked from the beginning of time. How do I get my kid to do something, right? Yeah. I think a lot of parents are unaware of how involved uh, human psychology is in all of this. As a designer of video games, I'm not really a game designer so much as I am a, a human psychologist trying to figure out huh. what is going to trigger you to do the next thing in a video game and how to play off of that. It's very much a realm of human psychology, more so, probably more so than it is video game design. That may sound really confusing to many, many parents, but... I hear from parents all the time how bath time can be such an ordeal. And yet bath time can be really fun. In fact, here in the very cold winter, we use bath time as an activity. Dabble and Dollop has got this dialed in because they have bath products that are not only natural, healthy, free of toxins, all the things we want for our kids, but they're fun. Jen, you said when your boys were young, they loved to make potions. My son Tyler had so much fun mixing things together, making potions, recipes. He would have loved Dabble and Dollop's Day at the Beach bath mixing set because it's a collection of soap scents and a little mixing thing and your kids can combine scents and make their own creations. It is exactly the kind of thing that can turn bath time into a fun, enjoyable, creative endeavor instead of just a fight. And I will say the bubbles have been bow tested in the bathtub and they last. They stay bubbles for a long time. Dabble and Dollop has everything from bath time shampoos, bubble baths, body washes, conditioners, lotions, bath bombs, bath toys and accessories. There's so many things to explore at Dabble and Dollop. Go to dabbleanddollop.com slash onboys to get 20% off your first order. That's dabbleanddollop.com slash onboys, 20% off for being an onboys listener. Being a game designer is nothing more than understanding human psychology and what it's going to take for the players to uh, be motivated or incentivized to do the next thing. That is really intriguing because one of the things that uh, adults often tend to think about video games is that it is this disconnect from humanity and disconnect from socialization and interaction. And what you're saying is that the best games and the best designers really include an understanding of human behavior. Absolutely. And it's been used in, in good ways and in bad ways. I, I, I look at both sides of, of the coin when it comes to the positives and the negatives of game development. Uh, the more sinister side is, hey, what can we get them to do to uh, hit that lever one more time to get a pellet using a, a you know lab rat type of mm -hmm. mentality? But uh, there are other ways it's utilized as well to try to egg a player on to keep them playing. So if a parent has a, a kid, a son, most likely, based on our listenership, that is really into games, right? How can the parent perhaps encourage this interest, support this interest? Maybe this kid is a young you who is learning about the structure of the game as he's playing and may make this a career. 
how can they encourage that while being a little bit cautious? Uh, parents are so scared of like their kid disappearing into the game. Yeah, um, I think that can be a legit concern because they see the, their, their little Johnny or little Jill playing these games for hours and hours and worrying like, am I ever going to get them back? I like to look at the game development and games in general as a way to funnel or channel someone's interest because everyone's got different things that they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. And there are ways to utilize that medium to bring out your creativity, for example. I'll give you a good example of, uh, of the most famous game designer in our industry is a gentleman known as Shigeru Miyamoto. He's a guy that came up with Donkey Kong, uh, Mario games, The Legend of Zelda games. Very creative person. He enjoys gardening in his free time. He's a gardener. Did not know that. That's how he relieves stress. In working in his garden one day, um, he had this thought in his mind, like, man, I, I wonder what it would be like if there were all these like little creatures that existed in my garden and they were like gardening on their own. Like they're the ones growing plants. Uh, it's kind of like this own little hidden world down there that no one's aware of, but it, that exists. And he turned that thought into the video game Pikmin, which consists of all these little creatures. He Referred to, referred to them as Pikmin. They came from outer space and they kind of existed in this garden and had to, you had these challenges existing in this little garden down there that offered challenges to a player yeah. that they had to compete, complete. So um, fascinating where people get inspiration from. Another example from that same designer, he came up with the whole Legend of Zelda series because he grew up in the countryside of Japan and he liked to go outside and play. And there were caves and stuff near his boyhood home. And he liked to go explore them. And the whole Legend of Zelda series is about exploration. Ah. You can discover these caves, find these wondrous worlds within these caves. Mm -hmm. And he built a whole series that exists today. This series of video games is more than 30 years in existence mm -hmm. off of his childhood curiosity and things that he enjoyed in his own personal life. And I think... As parents who are worried about their son uh, getting sucked into these worlds, you can look at this as a medium in which to channel their interest as opposed to being scared of it. I'm curious about the kids in your classes. What are, they, what are their thoughts? What are their interests? Where are they taking this? Many of the kids in my class uh, hope to be the, the YouTube streamers or the professional gamers, um, but there are some that are genuinely interested in working on, on my side of it, which was uh, the actual development side of games. And what I do find for those individuals is they're wondering how they can create some world that they have imagined in their mind. I have had several students who throughout the year have created their own projects, mini games, nothing on a grand scale, mm -hmm. that have utilized characters and challenges and challenges and creations of their own doing. Like I just show them how to make the game or a mini game and they have taken what I've taught them and constructed it into their own menu screens or mini games yeah. or whatever. So, and you kind of get a sense of who they are as a person through what they create. Um, it's fascinating. And I think it is one of the best creative outlets um, out there and available. And the, and the tools that I teach, they're freely available for any parent to check out. Can you, can you share a couple of those tools? Yes. So, you know, let's say you've got this kid who's into games. What are some 
resources uh, that parents can point their children towards? A lot of games these days are made with something known as the Unreal Engine, and it's actually called Unreal Engine 4. It's the fourth iteration of it. These are free-to-use tools that you can download on the Unreal Engine website, and you can use the exact same tools used to make some of the most popular games today. Such as? Such as Street Fighter, Uh uh, Mortal Kombat, Final Fantasy, some of these Fortnite. huge... Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite. Being, I can't believe it took me until now to say that, right? I set yeah. you up for that one, yeah, man. Like, here, you teed it up, right? and I totally You whipped it. Yeah. <laughs> Fortnite, being the most popular game of the day, uh, is, is created with these tools that are free for anyone to learn. There are other free resources online, there and, and there are paid resources too at a very Uh, nominal price we're not doing this conversation as a promo thing but greg actually has two courses now up on udemy i do about building games and we'll include those links in our show notes so you know if you're an educator or a parent who has a kid that is really interested and maybe is thinking about it as a career these are like easy low-cost ways you can explore Absolutely. And um, I did not go to school for this at all. Right. Um, I'm completely self-taught and I taught myself through playing a lot of games, but also I, I literally learn all my own stuff by going onto YouTube. There are tons mm-hmm. of tutorials on how to make games. So if you have a son that's really interested in creating games, you don't have to spend a quarter of a million dollars going to, to USC to learn these things. You, you really don't. You need an internet connection. And if they're motivated enough, you can learn so many skills, mm-hmm. so many skills for mm-hmm. essentially nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something a lot of parents uh, don't realize. If their son or daughter or anyone is interested in this, the barrier to entry is extremely, extremely low. This is such a good conversation because this, not having those four boys at home playing Fortnite, I have never thought about any of this. It's really opened some doors in my mind of how to help parents get their boys involved in gaming in a different way and helping them see that this is a potential career. There are, you know, there's the business aspect, the design, the programming, Mm -hmm. the the ideas, the art artistry of it. So I am just thrilled with this conversation. This is part one of several parts of our conversation with Greg, since we have him as a captive audience sitting in the kitchen with Jen. We will continue this conversation. Any wrapping up thoughts about this aspect of gaming? What advice, Greg, would you give a parent or a kid who comes to you and says, I want to be a video game designer. Based on your years of experience, what do you think they should know? I think for any young person looking into this as a career, they should know that there are so many different avenues to get involved in this space without there being one singular path. You can get involved in it from a developer standpoint. And even there, you've got your programming, artists, Uh, business people involved with that. But even if you're not interested from a development standpoint, there are other aspects that are emerging. Journalism. There is a whole industry involved with gaming journalism. True. Um, Even on the, with esports, 
competitive gaming rising. There are a lot of people that need to get involved in the production side of putting on these huge events. There's going to need to be like sports commentators there for are. esports. There are. There are sports commentators for esports. Yeah. And a lot of times the people that announce these events yeah. are really renowned players of those games. Wow. Yeah. So there's so many, so many ways to get involved in this space. Emerging jobs, just like any other industry, just tons of emerging jobs coming from it. Astounding. Who would have thought even 10 years ago that this would be such a viable career path? Yeah, even more so than I once believed. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's worth paying attention to the things that your boys are really attracted to. What may seem at first glance to us like a waste of time could be a grand curiosity and a career path in progress. Thanks for joining us today, Greg. Absolutely. Thanks for joining On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. Hey!